To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not just their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. To the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. Alrighty. Come on out. Here we are. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to... The Chiss Ascendancy. It's November. It's another week, another Mandalorian. That's right. We've got to do this thing. Yeah, they should just uh, bring Christmas up to November because it's already happening. Every week. You know, I... um. I'm probably more excited every week to watch a new episode of The Mandalorian than I am for whatever I'll get for Christmas this year, because we're yeah. old and we don't get anything cool for Christmas anymore, like a new bike. Yeah. Yeah, every single week, it's like waking up, first thing. You know, throughout the rest of the week, I'm waking up and I'm like, what the freak am I even doing awake? You know? Like, mm-hmm. you you know, obviously my brother, you know my kids. <laughs> I've got a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and every single day, I'm like, what the crap y'all doing awake? Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> Garfield. <laughs> For those of you who don't know this reference, uh, my oldest son, Wolf, three years old, he crawled in me and my wife's bed at two in the morning earlier this week. And of course, I gave him the old one eye, you know, barely open, the other one slammed shut. Um, I have astigmatism in my right eye, so when it's dark, I can't see at all out of my right eye. So I'm like, like trying to get as much light into my left pupil as possible. And I was like, what do you want, Wolf? What do you want? And he goes... I want Garfield. He just sat in our bed and asked for Garfield for like 10 minutes. So I was like, just turned it on and went back to bed. Um, yeah, every single day I'm like, why am I awake? What is the purpose of this? And Fridays, which is funny because it's my day off. It's the one day a week that I can sleep. Yeah. And I'm like, king, time for some Mandalorian. I know why I'm awake this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so tired from working the whole week on Thursday night, I don't stay up. I stayed up for episode one. Yeah, no. You know what time I went to bed last night? Um... Eight, 8 o'clock. 9.30. Oh. I was going to say 9.30, but... I did that for me. Yeah. You should have known because this one I stopped texting back. Correct. I was like, Mom, Dad, friends? Uh, so, you know the drill. Uh, we're reviewing The Mandalorian. This will come out the day after. So, um, if it's a Friday, then I'll buy Saturday. So, every Saturday until The Mandalorian is done. And I assume this is the kind of thing we'll keep for... Uh, for Kenobi and things like that. Yeah. Uh, that way, if you want to hear thoughts on our review for each episode, but also get regular content, you can do that. Yeah. Uh, so this is a new thing. We started last week and got some good feedback, and so we're, we're keeping on keeping on. Uh, so we are reviewing Chapter 11. They're giving us the good stuff. The heiress. <laughs> it's a freaking banger, dude. It is. It's a good episode. I have heard multiple times today that it's people's favorite episode. I've heard multiple times today... That it's the most rewatchable episode. I could see where that would be true. I, I'm going to reserve judgment about calling things the most yeah. or the least until I've watched the entire season. I just, Yeah, to date, I'm yeah. sure is what they mean. Uh, I will see your episode three and raise you a Crate Dragon and Boba <laughs> Fett from episode one. Yeah, I um, think it was just... More Mandalorian the, action in this one. More Mandalorian action for sure. It, I think that's just like an episode three thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, episode three of last year was uh, The Sin, I want to say, was the name of the episode. And that's the one where all the Mandos come out of the covert and yeah. uh, and take over. Uh, so we've got five segments, overall thoughts, standout moment, new characters, rated one through ten, and what is next. So we promised you 30 minutes last week and you got 55. You're welcome. But we are uh, exhausted today, so you might just get your 30. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You might just get your 30. Uh, okay, overall thoughts, go. Overall thoughts, uh, spoilers or no? Spoilers? Yeah, I, yeah it's, I, it's a review, so... Okay, yeah. I did the I did the seismic charge. They know what's coming. Yeah. So, um, yeah, overall thoughts, I really enjoyed it. Um, for a second, I was like, oh my god, he said I'm looking for Jedi. Uh, but then I realized, you know, that... The armorer said the word Jedi at last season, so it wasn't as exciting for me. But it's kind of the first time that he himself has um, talked you were, about... You were thinking that he put yeah, two and two together? Yeah, that it's kind of his first time talking about... Like, he always says his kind, 
you know, and you think species-wise, but now it's kind of like a more Jedi or equal to Mandalorians in that they're a creed, you know, they're Mm -hmm. not a species. Yeah, it is interesting, though, because I I had been thinking, does he mean Yoda kind? Mm -hmm. Does he mean Jedi kind? Um, because she's like, you know, the Jedi, blah, 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 blah. Right. But her last words are, you must reunite it with its kind. And in my mind, that meant other Yodas. I know it meant Jedi, but it was hard to, to stay on track. So when he said it, I was like, okay, so we know what he's looking for. Yeah, we know what he's looking for specifically. Um, I think a lot of what people are going to be very excited about yeah. is the fact that Bogotan and I guess that's Sabine? No. Okay. They didn't say her name and her helmet wasn't bright enough and her hair was... A normal color mm-hmm. so i figured it wasn't yeah but it so, was cool to see bo-katan up there yeah if i had to choose between the two of them i'd go bo-katan well also at the end of star wars rebels the very very end of the very last episode if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it i guess cover your ears i guess yeah because i guess she would have already had the dark saber by the time she's working in proximity to sabine right because she hands it off to sabine sabine gives the dark saber to bo-katan yeah, she's the uniting of... The, she's the... Unite the clans! Unite Where the us. frick did Sabine get it from? Sabine, um... Sh- no, Ezra took it whenever they were on Dathomir. He took it from, from Maul's little stash. And he... That's why he gave it to Sabine. Oh my god. Because Kanan knew what it was. Right. Or something like that. And then Kanan was training her. Remember that? And Sabine was like, no good with it. So she gives it to Bo-Katan and Bo-Katan used it. Are we saying Bo-Katan now? Because oh, we're all saying whatever. Bo-Katan until she said Bo-Katan, and then I questioned myself. Oh, I'm just... But I'm just going to assume that I'm a bigger fan of Star Wars than that actress is. I'm going to keep saying Bo-Katan. That's fine. Um, you're probably a bigger fan than Bryce Dallas Howard, who is the director of this episode. Not that she's not a big fan, but you know what I'm saying. She's on the set. She's on um, set. So, uh, yeah, so Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan, whatever, she, uh, she ended up with it at the end of... Uh, Rebels. Yeah, I thought it was funny that they did kind of a reversal of the all species are good species thing that with they had the Mon Cal bartender mm-hmm. in episode one, and now they had all the Corin and they all sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean the uh, you mean the Weakway bartender from episode one? What did I say? You said Mon Cal. Sorry, I was thinking Mon Cal from hey. this episode. Yeah, the Weakway bartender, and now they have the Dagum. All yeah. the Corin were you know Trixie. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because I was, what I was saying earlier is at the very, 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 very end of Rebels, like the series of Rebels is over and then there's like a little, last little clip of years later mm-hmm. um, when Ahsoka, that's when you see Ahsoka in those white robes and she looks much older. Mm-hmm. Her and Sabine are looking for uh, Ezra and Thrawn. So Sabine might be with her. Yeah, well, and I'm just thinking kind of... Because this is kind of the Darksaber episode, you know, it's the it's the first taste we get of um, Gideon, mm-hmm. you know, in since Ruthless the as ever. Um, oh yeah, they that was like the strongest parallel to Nazism I've seen in quite a while with mm-hmm. the electric cyanide tooth. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like down with the ship. I thought it was ironic that he said "Long live the Empire," and then one of the very few people that are still part of the Empire were like, "All right, suicide it is." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess just walking through the episode... Reinforcement count is diminishing. Diminishing. Yeah, remember when you're playing Galactic Conquest and it's like, the Emperor will not be pleased with the results of this battle. Oh, yeah. Um, Panic. Yeah, I'd be like, no! Not the Emperor! Uh, Yeah, so from the very beginning, uh, Mandalorian is barely, barely getting to Trask. The Razor Crest is just dude. It is barely making it. Barely and, making it. And I'm it. looking at the. It's a gas giant that they're going past. So I am aware of the fact that they're still going incredibly fast. Mm-hmm. But um, it looks like it's just kicking along at like five miles an hour. Right. Well, also like it's funny because Hasbro just finished their crowdfunding project for the Razor Crest mm-hmm. on Haslab, and they had uh, twenty eight thousand backers. Twenty eight thousand Razor Crest. Purchases at three hundred and fifty dollars a piece, so they made. Uh, That's a nice mil- pretty penny for Hasbro. ten million dollars. Ten million dollars in Razor Crests, and I'm gonna be pissed if next episode they're like, "Yeah, trash it, ain't repairable." You know what I mean? Yeah. What if the like? What if the timing lines up perfectly and they're like, "Whoo, dude!" I thought it was funny that because it's almost like a an, a reversal and a half of the whole precedence we had set with you know the the weekway bartender 
because now we got the Moncal, who's he's kind of the ship repair guy, but we've yeah. only seen good from Moncal up to this point. You know, yeah. we got him in the Clone Wars, and they're all hoity-toity, and we got very virtuous. You know, uh, basically just Admiral Akbar from the original trilogy and mm-hmm. Admiral Raddus from the sequel trilogy. You mean Rogue One? It's in there. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. I don't even care. There, But here's the point, is that now we have one and he's kind of skeevy mm-hmm. and he's basically just your average uh, mechanic or he's like, yeah, just sign here. Mm-hmm. You know? And then the whole thing's all webbed up. I don't even know what that's about. And Din Djarin's like, Mon Cal's unbelievable. Yeah. Which is how exactly how I feel when I get back in my car after I've gotten like the oil changed and the little booty things are still like on the ground. I'm like, just pick it up, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They the got little the little floor covers. Yeah, I was like, I've got no. rubberized mats. I don't need that. Just get it out of my car. Yeah. Or at least take it out, even if you have carpet. Right. Like, take the thing out at the end. Uh, so we get to uh, Trask, and uh, Frog Lady is, is reunited with her husband. That was sweet. Uh, that was very nice, yeah. I was watching with Wolf this morning, and he was like, there's Daddy. And I was like, oh, the Mandalorian? He was like, no, the frog. And I was like, meh. So, anyways. Oh, so you were the frog. I was the frog, yeah. Um, no, it was a joke because you were like, and I was, meh. Oh, yeah, yeah. The noise of the and frog. I was, meh. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that was pretty cool, seeing Mr. Frog. Uh, man, by the end of the episode, those eggs were fertilized. They did not hold They back. wasted no time. Yeah, he was like, rubber, rubber. Uh, so anyways, um, I saw that tender hug and I was like, those eggs didn't even stand a chance. <laughs> Gross. Um, so we get into the bar. That's how you get pregnant, right? By holding hands? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Prolonged oh. eye contact in some, yeah. in some extended they hold hands. Oh, dream we are. <laughs> the eggs are just pop, 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 popping. <laughs> just exploding. <laughs> Tadpoles everywhere. They're growing too fast. Oh, my God. So they get into the bar, and, uh, man, that sludge looked disgusting. Uh, the little the little fire hose from the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Chowder. Uh, and oh, so, real quick. Let's rewind a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we talk about that cool, like, reclaimed AT-AT that was used yes. as a crane? And then yes. they had the Naboo-inspired landing pad. Or mm-hmm. the, sorry, uh, clone planet. Camino. 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 It's late. Give me a break. The Camino-inspired landing pad. Yeah. I thought that was very cool. Uh, yeah, I was very excited because um, I want to say very far off in the distance in Solo, or maybe in the concept art of Solo, you see Imperial crane, uh, like they're made to be crane Imperial walkers. Yeah. But this was like right yeah. up close, and I love the episode five. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, get well, out of the cool. snow speeder, Luke, get out of there! I thought maybe it was a reference to um, Fallen Order, because mm-hmm. there's that, you know, a, a handful of ATATs that are on Kashyyyk, mm-hmm. and they have all those vines growing up the side, and that's what it kind of looked like, because it had mm-hmm. been, you know, in the water. Yeah. Those barnacles tell you to shreds! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah! Uh, it was funny because, yeah, I, I love the directly from Empire Strikes Back sound effect, yeah, I was like, John just keeps giving the gold. Man. Yeah, I was like, whoever's under those feet, get out. Um, and so he is. Uh, Den is looking for obviously fan, fellow Mandalorians. He's yeah. he's gotten Frog Lady to her husband, so that's you know that's paid for. Um, Corin do Corin things. They double cross him, try to get the the, the best car. And dude, um, I was I was sweating bullets whenever that thing swallowed Baby Yoda. I trusted in. Kuil's workmanship because he earned his freedom with the work of his hands. Mm-hmm. I don't think that. I wasn't worried about the bassinet him. breaking. I was just worried about him being dissolved uh, miserably over a thousand years in that water sarlacc. I, I don't care what the creature is. There is not enough stomach acid in the world to break that down in less than 30 seconds. Yeah, 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 for sure. And so then Din uh, jumps in. He's not even pushed in because he's trying to save the child. Yeah, man. Um, and so then the Corrin closed the gate over him. Now, here's my thought, okay? The, my, they were trying to steal his armor because of, it, because of its incredible value, and they thought they were going to beat him with sharp sticks. Yeah, yeah that's pretty silly. Um, my, my first thought was... Um, why did the uh, 
First of all, I loved all the, the terrible sweaters that the Mon Calamari were wearing the all whole the time. fisherman sweaters. Yeah. Uh, and then secondly... And their cuffed boots and their big Sherlock Holmes rain hats. Yeah. The, the second thing that <laughs> you I was... You know, like sailors wear. That's, that stood out to me was um, the guy that owns the restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's not him, I'm assuming. But that sounded and looked just like Akbar. You know what I'm talking about? He's like, yeah. he, he's like, you know, what the hell? I think it's just a uh, Moncal thing. Maybe. I, I, like I said, I assume it's not him because why would he own a freaking restaurant on not Mount Yeah, Moncala? there is no way he. But he did sound and look just like him. There's absolutely no way he's not with the rebellion. Right. So um, he's like, yeah, you got to order something, and he puts those little looks like. So that's the Mon Cal Flan. That's what he got it yeah, for that's his first bounty in episode yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. So and that was so a cool kind that was of a throwback. Cool, yeah, a callback to that moment. And he's like, I'll pay for information. You know, I need to find other Mandalorians. Uh, and I wonder, he says, uh, others who have worn Beskar have come through here before. Mm-hmm. And when it's weird to me that he said that specifically. Like you said, we've only ever seen good Mon Calamari. So... Do you think that he had honest intentions to help Din? I don't think he was lying. I mean, he no, no, no. I, yeah, truth, yeah. But, but I'm saying, do you I think knew... that he was kind of like, yeah, there have been others with Beskar, and he's like, look at the corn, like, here's another one, guys. Oh yeah, I can see what you mean, but I, I don't think so. Because um, if that were the case, then they would have gotten other Mandalorians. Maybe they did. No, I don't think they did. Because they were still living. I don't think Bo-Katan would have let that stand. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it was... It was weird to me, though, that he was the like... The verbiage that that Corrin used when they were working on the deal, I was like, oh, he's going to double-cross him. Mm-hmm. He had that little villainous chuckle halfway through the sentence. I was like, can you not see through this ruse? Can you not see the giant ball sack on the back of his head that you can't trust? Anyone that has a giant ball sack grown on the back of their head... Sorry, ladies, listen to this. Uh, <laughs> if you're out there, if there's any at all... <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, homeboy, if you've ever seen the back of a Corrin's head, it's, uh, it's, uh, It's like a baboon's backside. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a, it's a testy situation to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> so when I, when he was like, yeah, I can take you there. I was like, I don't trust this guy. He's got balls on his neck. <laughs> so they get out here over the thing. Hey, so... Was that giant monster just in the lake, or do they have it in the bottom of the boat? I think it's in the boat. That's crazy, huh? Yeah, it's in the boat for sure. Because it's like an ocean world, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They wouldn't need to feed it if it was just there. Yeah. Did they call it Mom? <laughs> I didn't hear that. Mama. You ever seen a sweet mama? It's fascinating. <laughs> mama? Yeah. I was just thinking, like... <laughs> Anyway, let's turn it down with the Lady Proxima and the giant mama hut. Like, come on. Let's, you know. They looked like similar species. They had the mouth and the... Yeah, yeah. That was strange. Tin tickles. So, uh, the the Mandalorian and the child are stuck. Yeah, and then, you know... Bo-Katan shows up. Long story short, she needs help getting the Darksaber. He needs help finding other Jedi. Here's the thing, though, is one, Din Djarin doesn't even know that... Gus has the lightsaber. I'm not even going to call him off Gideon. His name is Gus. Oh, He no. doesn't know. Because that was revealed at the end of the episode. Yeah, after yeah, yeah. He, he thinks Gideon's dead right yeah, now. Yeah, he doesn't know that Gideon's alive. Um, and then the other thing is, he doesn't know that she's looking for the darksaber. So Correct. he's, he's kind of in the dark both ways. Mm-hmm. But poor, but poor Din Djarin, anytime he meets a Mandalorian all season long, they're just ripping their helmets off left and right. Yeah, they're going to give this poor guy a heart attack. So I thought it was cool when he's like, where'd you get that armor? And then she's like, this armor's been in my family forever. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because he, uh, I like that he assumed that it wasn't hers. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that was interesting, though, was uh, when you see Cobb Vanth take the helmet off, Mm -hmm. Cobb Vanth knows that's a no-no. Yeah. So it's not as niche of a cult as they make it sound. Well, and it's kind of funny because it's like the the turning of the tables, right? Because up mm-hmm. until this point, Mandalorian has been the most death, knowledgeable Death Watch Redemption. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And also, most of the time where he goes, obviously outside of being in the covert, mm-hmm. he's the Mandalorian, so he knows. Yeah. He's not as Mandalorian as these Mandalorians. Yeah. Does, does it make sense? Yeah. And so he's, you know, where'd you get that armor? 
And they're like, uh, this is the armor I was born with. She's like, I came out of the womb wearing this set. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so he said, you know, Mandalorians don't take their helmet off. And I would love to point out to those listening at home who have argued with me about Boba Fett or Jango Fett being Mandalorians, <laughs> they take their helmet off. Uh, oh, surprise, surprise. You're a cult member. <laughs> All right. So why don't you put down your cup of, uh, of frickin' uh, Kool-Aid and uh, come to the light. If they've already sipped the Kool-Aid, it's too late. They've it's got like late. 30 minutes it's too max. Late. Welcome to Jonestown. They've got a nice electric cyanide tooth in their mouth. They got the nice, uh, uh, the, the freaking beagle from, sorry, I'm so exhausted. The beagle from Fantastic Mr. Fox. I was rooting for you, man. <laughs> those blueberries? Yeah. Those poison blueberries with the sleeping with pills? The, with the X eyes. Oh, that's so um, That movie's hilarious, dude. Oh, what a great movie. If you haven't seen uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, you need to watch it. Yeah, that's a watch for sure. Yeah. So, uh, basically, so many things, man. Bo-Katan is back. One could say that those beagles were on Death Watch. They were. They were. See what I did there? <laughs> uh, so, Bo-Katan is back. Huge, huge plus as, as a Clone Wars fan, as a Mandalorian and fan. And as, as, as far as transitions from cartoon to live action go, I think they did a very good Smoother job. than Saw Gerrera. Yeah. Remember we saw Saul and he had blue eyes, real skinny, light skin with cornrows, and then he comes out Rogue One and he's like, life has been hard to me. <laughs> what are you doing in my walls? <laughs> you have a Shrek Bailey's shoe. <laughs> what are you doing in my waters? Could you learn to love me? Oh my god. Fetch him to Borgullet. Borgullet! Could you learn to love me, Borgullet? Ah, uh, God, that's funny. So yeah, she looks she looks a lot like the the cartoon, so that was cool. Um, and then uh, hey, there was one really funny moment though, where uh, after the Mandalorians rescue uh, Din Djarin and the child, and he's like, "I won't help you because you're not a real Mandalorian." So you find out that he is called what's what's called a child of the Watch, which seems to be like a, indoctrinated a kick off of Death Watch. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. An even further branch that's even more extreme that never takes their helmet off. This is the way, like, all of those things that right. he, that he lives even out. even within Death Watch, we saw Previsla, right? He's like Death Watch. He is Death Watch, essentially, yeah. you know, for what we know. And, and they're all taking their helmets off. What's ironic is that Bo-Katan was a member of Death Watch. Mm-hmm. And now she's all like, oh, no, Death Watch is bad. Yeah. She was a member of Death Watch, and then she split... Which was crazy because she was, yeah, that is crazy. I guess Death Watch basically disintegrated at some point in the Clone Wars because you had... Well, it's because Death Watch basically became Maul's faction. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then in, now we see in like Yeah, that's seven. true because you had Mandalorians who lived on Mandalore yeah. who... who basically had, all disintegrated during Order 66. They had all left the Mandalorian way of life yeah. pre, pre-Clone Wars. And then, you, so Death Watch was the only people who really still lived by the code, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then those split, and half of them were, we need to preserve the Mandalorian way of life, but we're not going to follow them all. Yeah. And that's what's called a Mandalorian loyalist. Yeah. And then you have the, what they jokingly call Maldalorians, which are Mandalorians <laughs> that followed Maul's lead. And had cooler helmets, I would like to oh, add. Oh, yeah, for sure. Way cooler helmets. Gar Saxon's helmet in Clone Wars. It was Season so 7. Cool. The coolest Mandalorian helmet ever. I think it's it's way up there. Like, Boba's is the is is my favorite because it's the classic Boba Fett. I think my favorite is Revan's. I just like the colors on it. But that that helmet is sick. Yeah, but Gar Saxon's is the best. It is sick. The red with the black with the glowing yellow visor and the horns. Oh, so dope. Talk about getting a downgrade when he got that, it looks like a play school car that kids drive around in that he's wearing during Rebels. It's still cool looking, but it looks like an Altoids can. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because Din Djarin realizes or has been told that he is uh, basically a cult member. Doesn't even realize it, but living his whole life. Uh, and that's how cults go. You don't even know you're in a cult. What's interesting is that they're still so desperate for help. They're like, yeah, you're brainwashed. Want to help? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But I think they can see that he has a good heart. Well, and here's the thing. He's not a weirdo. Out of that whole group, they were by far the most extreme. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Din mm-hmm. Djarin was way chill compared to them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Dude, you thought about, you think about, um, you know what I didn't like? Sorry, go ahead. I'll finish. Paz Vizsla, uh, thick, thick Mandalorian, thick boy, was gonna kill Dinjarin just for wearing armor made of or bringing in Beskar that was taken during the purge. That's how radical that guy was. Yeah, yeah. Din is like the scratching of the surface of the crazy train. (laughs) He's barely on board. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I didn't like how they made Dinjarin look like he was bumbling along. You know when they were invading the Empire ship, the rest of them were all working together, and he was like. Hey, what's going down there? <laughs> he looks like the wacky arm and play yeah. little tube man. I didn't like that. Yeah, you know me what I either. Mean? Yeah. And then even when he kind of saves the day, he's still getting shot to death. They're mm-hmm. like, he's like, cover me. And they're like, he's getting lit up. Mm-hmm. They laid no cover fire. I yeah. watched for it. Yeah. It was done coming back down the hallway. Well, why wouldn't they? I guess they need. they could just blow up the ship. I mean, get. Well, and they're all wearing Beskar armor, right? So why is he the only one that can go up there and throw up hand grenades? Are they wearing Beskar? Are they not? It's It's been in her well, yeah, for like a yeah. billion generations. I assume yeah. it's the good stuff. Bo would have to have, yeah. What if you were like, what if you were the next person in line, boy or girl, and you were built like slightly different? Are you talking about Ewan McGregor's other famous role, Robots, where Rodney had to wear hand-me-down parts from his female cousin robot? Yeah, like, what if you're like, <laughs> yeah, okay, think about it. Like, what if our dad was a Mandalorian? <laughs> Not enough. We'd be like... He'd have to have little bars of Beskar stored away for us. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, uh, I guess this covers my <laughs> private pots. Like... <laughs> There would be no... I'd be like... Ah, this helmet will make a nice elbow pad, Dad. Sweet. My chest plates cover up my (laughs) nips. Like, man, so much of me would be exposed. I would be like... I would be like if the Mandalorians were the chicken from Family Guy when he's playing Boba Fett. (laughs) That would be me and Dad's armor. Oh my God, that's so funny. But the piece of the resistance is as they're getting... They're getting close to the, the... ship taken over and everything yeah. moff gideon is uh talking to the the dude in charge and he says we need backup and he says if they're taking over everything but the cockpit it's already too late you know what to do mm-hmm. homeboy says long live the empire <laughs> other guy says long live the empire shoots his two compadres and then he's getting ready to just run this bad boy into the ground uh as you would call, what did you call that uh that jihad bantha G- yeah jihad bantha so uh jihad empire i guess it's kind of ironic that they're like not the gorilla unit uh but he's getting ready to just drive this thing into the ground and um when he gets busted it's super cool because he has that yeah. that nazi tooth yeah boy that was super cool it was cool that they did like a star warsy twist yeah with a little shock that they electrocuted him to death. Mm-hmm. that was super cool so we know that bo katan is looking for her dark saber yeah we know that she knows that moff gideon has it and we know that they're looking for it. And we also know that they are stealing armaments throughout different places. Looking to recap Mandalore. To recapture Mandalore. What's interesting is that Moff Gideon kind of like knows they're coming for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So in, And the fact that they applied to him for help kind of tells us that at this point he's basically running the Empire. I don't think there's anybody that Moff Gideon's answering to. Hmm. Yeah, so it's interesting because um, I heard rumor that we would find a way to link everything to the First Order, but I, I think that like might be false. Well, it's already happened. Like during the Aftermath trilogy where Cobb Vanth comes from, they're already like, all right, well, here's the plan to get to the Unknown Regions. I think that Moff Gideon was not part of that plan. He's probably trying to well, leave the still Imperial calling Remnant. It, he's still calling it the Empire. You know right. I mean? So he, right. he clearly wasn't in the Empire. And this circle. is five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So by the end of the episode, um, she's like, we gotta go. You know what would be interesting hmm. is if the First Order crushes Gideon. Mm, I don't think that can happen. Because they're not seen as a military issue. It happen. In the book Bloodline by Claudia Gray... Uh, Leia gets laughed out of the Senate for wanting to keep... Yeah, because Mon Mothma's like, all right, now we have peace. And uh, there hasn't been peace for over, uh, you know, 30 years between the Clone Wars and the Empire. And so my first act as Chancellor is to dissolve the military. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like the First Order would go and sweep away Gideon. I think that would be cool if it's like they're establishing their new thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it would have to be down the road oh, quite a bit. I just think it'd be cool. It would be it's cool. It's not going to happen, but I just It would be cool if he was, like, assassinated or something like that. Yeah, uh, so by the end of it, Sabine, not Sabine, Bo-Katan likes working with Din Djarin. He does his part. He's willing to put his life on the line. And he says, uh, you know, are you going to come with us? And he says, no, I've got to figure my thing out. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's, he says, so we're the Jedi, you know, basically. You can tell in his voice that he's like, all right, I've kept my deal again. Please yeah. don't screw me. Because the last couple of deals have gotten really bad. Yeah, I was curious if she was going to do an Empire quote, you know, because he said you're changing the terms of the deal. Yeah, play don't alter any further. So she says, if you go to, I don't know the place, it's like, if you go down the hallway and take a right, in the second door, there's a bathroom. In the back of the bathroom, there's a second door. You don't know where it is, but it's back there. She gives, like, these crazy instructions, and she says there's a Jedi there named... Bum, bum, bum. Luke Skywalker. No, it's, it's Aww, Ahsoka Tano. dude. That would have been cool, though, huh? Yeah, cooler. <laughs> Ahsoka Tano. I think it would be less problematic to bring Ahsoka in from, like, animated into live action oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for a, sure a i'm just saying luke. that i would have uh, passed out if they said luke skywalker that cool. but ahsoka is the one that we've been waiting on and here she is uh yeah for real though let's talk about that for a second yeah so bo-katan would have known anakin skywalker correct therefore she would have known the name luke skywalker and would have had suspicions about the fact that luke would have been anakin's son yeah maybe I think maybe that, I think come on, bro. Well, no, no think she's about like it. like the most connected person as far as name goes that we know. Yeah, but Bo never worked with Anakin. She would have known him. She was in. She was. She worked a lot with Obi Wan. Right, but I don't think that almost anyone knew that Anakin Skywalker was Darth Vader. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not saying Darth Vader. I'm saying just Skywalker. Yeah, maybe. So she would have known that. There's a good chance Luke would have been Anakin's kid. Yeah, I don't feel I'm like... I'm surprised she wouldn't have been... Yeah. Be... I don't feel like Skywalker is uh, uh, Jones' Yeah, it's name. not a common name. Right. Um, so, I wonder... Yeah, she could have. She could think that. Um, a super powerful Jedi changing the fate of the galaxy and their last name happens to be Skywalker? Mm-hmm. I'll take those odds. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm very surprised to see her working not with the Rebellion slash New Republic. Also, just she's because aged of the well. Oh, yeah. For sure. She's what, like 60, 70? No. How old is she in Clone Wars? Uh, let's just her say... Her sister is the Duchess of Mandalore, so I'm going to say she's well on in years. Well, let's not just well say that they're... Not well on in like her 40s, but she's established let's say her that adulthood. She... Let's say that Sabine, Dutch... or Duchess... Satine? Even if she's like Obi Wan's age. Let's say that Sa- let's say that Bo Katan is twenty five during the Clone Wars, she would be fifty. Yeah. That's crazy. And I don't think she's twenty five. Yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting. Um I wonder if she was super young in the Clone Wars and just looks older. I don't know. The woman who plays her doesn't look fifty. Uh but <clears throat> A very very cool, very very cool episode. Very action packed. So let's talk uh, about. We're just doing the overall thoughts. Overall thoughts. Really enjoyed it. Okay, standout moment for you. Go ahead. Come back to me. Let me let me think about it. You caught me off guard. Okay. Well, there's there's a. You said to get back on track. Yeah. I'll give I you my standout. Kind of kind of hop around like we did. I'll give you my my standout moment. Um, I guess we can do more than one. Obviously, the huge one is Bo-Katan reveal. And even bigger one for most Star Wars fans is the confirmation that Ahsoka Tano it's is alive. Is um, it's interesting because when we meet her in Rebels, she's very jaded, and I'm not a Jedi. And as time goes on during Rebels, she kind of starts to heal a little bit and realize that it is okay to be a Jedi. It's not a bad thing. And by Mandalorian, it's yeah, I can show you a Jedi. There's one right there. It's Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, that didn't uh, that did not escape my my uh, observation. Uh, so that's the big moment, but so many cool moments. I mean, uh, fighting the Quarren. Um, oh, you know what I just realized? Hmm. I had a brain fart earlier, mm-hmm. and I was thinking that this was before Rebels, so Gideon would have gotten the lightsaber from Sabine. What do you mean? You thought that Mandalorian was before Rebels? I had a brain fart, like oh. I said. So like she's trying to reclaim the Darksaber. I was thinking timeline backwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. 
Sabine gives it to Bo-Katan. Sorry, buddy, I failed you. And that's how he gets it. I'm still... Like, that's why she's so angry about it. That yeah. makes sense to me. It's, it's her... Um, yeah, because if you think about it, it's passed around so much in right. in Rebels and Clone Wars that it doesn't have as much significance as it should in our minds. But it's basically... It's the it's the uniting factor. Yeah. If you hold that... It's almost like the Mask of Mandalorian, the Revan. Yeah. You know, yeah. In the Revan story arc. There are other things I'm trying to think of... Um, but yeah, it's it's the uniting factor. I I have this, right, 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 and because right. I have this, I have the it's right. It's interesting of now that she has ambitions to be Mandalore because she, in the Clone Wars era, kind of looked like she was trying to pass off that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she didn't want to be in charge. Yeah, there's that moment in Rebels where she's like, "Okay, let's do this. Let's rally behind each other," and she holds up the dark saber. <clears throat> um, very cool moment. So that was a standout for me. Is, um. And then seeing Moff Gideon a hologram was really cool too. Right. There's still a part of me that wonders if Moff Gideon is a Mandalorian traitor. Mm. Wouldn't that be cool? I don't think so. But it could be cool. It would be cool. I don't think so. Uh, standout moment for you? Uh, I this is a stupid standout moment, but it's the one I chose. I liked when uh, Mando decided he didn't like Bo-Katan and her cohorts, and he just took off. He's like, nope. Also, because I, I grew up... Because he sticks to his gun so much, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. Because I grew up playing Star Wars Battlefront Two, the older one... Uh, you thought I he was going to run out of fuel pack, before he got back. <laughs> I thought the jetpack lasted uh, 15 seconds tops, and these people are taking him across the country. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. I enjoyed seeing that. Um, there's a moment where Din gets back on the dock mm-hmm. in the corner, like, you're my brother. And he's, you know, surrounded by other Quarren. Um, and when the other Mandalorians show up and Bo-Katan says, no, I killed him, and they kill all those Korin, mm-hmm. um Super fast, I might add. The girl, Sasha Banks, her character that we thought was Sabine for a while, turns out it's probably not her. Uh, if you watch the episode again, unless I'm mistaken, if you watch the episode again, uh, that actress cannot find her holster with her blaster. She's like... And then finally she just kind of... You know, she's realizing I can't find it and it's going to look too obvious for me to go, you know, look down straight at my waist. So she just kind of gently just straightens her arm out. But I'm pretty sure I saw her being like, where's the freaking, where's the holster? So I thought that was silly. Not everybody played with their cowboy pistols growing up. Yeah. Uh, I my holster 10 times out of 10. Third segment, new characters. We talked about that pretty thoroughly. Bo-Katan is back. We had the frog husband. Yeah. In order. We had uh, the new Mandalorians. We had mm-hmm. Bo-Katan. We had the Quarren. We had the Mon Cal. And then, I guess, in name only, we got Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, the biggest moment, it's very similar to episode one. Because um, we had a big character reveal in character one in Cobb. Or in Cobb, episode one in Cobb, Cobb Vanth was huge. The bigger name drop was Boba Fett. The bigger name drop. So I guess Cobb Vanth is the champion of episode one, but the, the biggest, like... You know, whoa moment. Yeah. People are not still talking about Cobb Vanth being in an episode. There's still a lot of talking about Boba Fett. Being I think there's a lot of Cobb Vanth talk. Yeah, but not as it is not as divisive or as like passion inspiring as the Boba Fett appearance. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not seeing YouTube video suggestions talking about Cobb Vanth. It's all about Boba Fett. Hmm. Uh, I would say that uh, yeah, Boba Fett is the character. It's very similar to Bo-Katan and, and Ahsoka for this one. Mm-hmm. Bo-Katan's very cool. She's not new, but she's very cool. Uh, fans who are a little bit more passionate, who know Clone Wars and know Rebels, are happy to see her back. And Ahsoka is the more widely known character that we were more excited to see on screen. The big fan favorite for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> I I think that for me, um, Boba Fett was. Uh, was a huge thing. One of the reasons that Cobb Vanth was such a win for me personally was just because as a as a book him. guy, it was like so weird to see somebody on, in a book, in a part of a book, not even the main character. Yeah. So that was very cool. But the main new characters, Bo-Katan back from, uh, from animation, and then Ahsoka by name. So she is confirmed, and uh, I assume it's going to be Rosario Dawson. We'll see. What do you rate uh, it? Ten. 10? Yeah, for sure. Dang, that's a high rating. I was going to say 8.5. I give out 10s generously. I'm holding that 10 back. I'm waiting for something amazing, I guess. I think I will say whenever something really wild happens, 
I will say this is a 10, 10, 10. Like, I'll, I'll make sure everybody knows. But I would say, yeah, it's a 10. It's a great episode. It had everything I needed. I marked these emails urgent one, urgent two, urgent three, urgent four. Urgent four, you don't even need to pay attention. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, <clears throat> my favorite part the speculation. What's next? Ready? Ahsoka. Ahsoka yeah. is next. Um, I'll go down the rabbit hole a little bit. The closer we get to Ahsoka, the closer we get to Ezra, the closer we get to Thrawn. I would like to think that it's going to go that direction. What I really think is going to happen is that there's going to be kind of like a uh, good, bad, and ugly moment here at the end mm-hmm. where we're going to have Mando with Gideon with Bogotan, and I think Boba is going to show up somehow. Oh my god. <clears throat> you think so? I think so. Good, bad, ugly, Boba. Yeah, and I think maybe what's going to happen is that, like, Mando's going to need backup, and Boba's going to say, I'll help you up if you give me my stuff back. Or, what if Gideon needs help and hires Boba Fett? He still doesn't have stuff. Boba yeah. Fett is good. Boba Fett in armor is great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and I think that also... Boba is not, he's a hired gun, so he doesn't, he's not for one side or the other, he doesn't right. care. Well, he serves himself, and right now I think he's going to try and be on whatever side can give him his armor back. Right. I think that's priority number one for Boba. I am starting to get increasingly nervous that we're not going to see Boba again this season. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me, but I think, I mean, I think now that Mando has the armor, I think there's going to be, like, increased pressure to get Boba, in, you know, involved. Yeah. Um, man... It would be really crazy. I guess there's probably... I I think if they introduce Thrawn, he's he's too big of a character not to like start dedicating time to. Then again, they did it to Boba Fett. They hit a Boba Fett great. Oh my god. If I saw... If I saw Boba Fett and Ahsoka and Thrawn all in live action in the same season, I don't even know what I would do. My head might explode like Peter Griffin in the uh, pep rally. Yeah. Let's go spirit! <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's next? So realistically, um, we've got to get the Darksaber back from Moff Gideon. And we can't forget to get so wrapped up in the Mandalorian story that Moff Gideon desperately desires the child for whatever nefarious reason. Right. So he is also... It's not like Moff Gideon's, whew, thank God I survived. He's actively hunting down the Mandalorian just as much as Bo-Katan is hunting him down. Yeah. And I would say that he has more resources that... Uh, at his disposal. Yeah. When I, that's why I think it's going to ultimately come to some sort of Mexican standoff. Because mm. you've got a lot of... The problem is that... And it's a good problem. But the problem is that in season one, we really didn't have that many pieces on the board. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? We kind of had one thing going on. We had one main character and that main character's objective, which I'm just going to call the child. Because the child is adorable and awe-inspiring as he is. He's not really a character character. You know what I mean? He, right. He's just kind of there for things. We really only had Mando to focus on last season. Right. You know what I mean? And so now we've got all these pieces on the board, characters that people are attached to. We've got Boba for sure. We've got Mando now. We've got Bo-Katan. We've got Moff Gideon. And all those things have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how it all ties together. And I doubt that it'll all tie together by the end of season two. Well, yeah, for sure. Season three begins filming soon. Mm-hmm. So even if we kill Gideon by the end of this season... There's other things that can happen. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, think about these possibilities. Ahsoka means you're probably going to see Sabine. So there's one. Um, maybe she's dead. Maybe. Uh, probably going to see Sabine because they're looking for Ezra. There's the off chance that you can see Hera. There's the off chance that you can see, uh, I think the name is Jason Sindula Or Jason... Um, what is Kanan? J- Jason Jarrus, I guess? I don't know if he would just have Hera's name since Kanan died. Um, is he blind? No. <laughs> uh, here's a cool one that I saw today that I did not even think about. Is this half Twi'lek born blind with the sins of his mother or his father? <laughs> uh, you could have Tamura Morrison playing Boba Fett and Rex. Rex has to be dead by now. If he was... He has got to be dead by if now. If he... Was Nick Sant, the dude on Indoor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got to be dead by now. I know, but 
Could be. Maybe he died of a heart attack during the festivities on Endor. Who knows? He's dead. Are you sick of the Rex talk? I'm just... It's, it's played out for me, man. Really? Yeah. I thought Rex was your favorite clone. He is. That's how you know I'm saying this as an objective viewer. <laughs> but would well, you be excited actually, to... Actually, he's my favorite clone that we get a lot of. Commander Fox is still my favorite commander. Mm. I guess Rex wasn't a commander until very recently, so I have to evaluate those standards, but I haven't really put myself through the mental language. Would you still... Would you would, would you be happy to see him, though? No. No? But even if you're, like, overplayed... Oh, no. Really? No. Think about it. It's, it's just like seeing Maul at the end of Solo. No, it's not. It wasn't necessary. Yes, it was. <laughs> I would still be happy. I'd throw up in my mouth. Please no, I wouldn't be that upset. But I don't, I don't want it to happen. Rex is dead by now. I don't think so. He was already like 65 years old before the freaking Battle of the Oven. Is it is it 2 to 1 ratio? Is that the accelerated aging? I think it's 3 to 1. I think it's 2 to 1. Look it up while we're talking about this. Um, but if you see Ahsoka, there's a chance that Rex is there. Uh, chance that he's not, though, too. If he was on Endor, that means he's not specifically with the Rebels crew. Same goes for Hera. I guess it's two to one. So two to one. Attack of the Clones <laughs> is three years before Revenge of the Sith, which is 19 years before A New Hope. Okay, so uh, that's 22 years. And then you have about three years between that and Empire. So that's 24. And then you have another one that is... It's got to be more than that. Why would he look so old? He looked ancient. In Rebels. In Rebels. So if Rebels is basically... Completely bald, completely graybeard. If Rebels, let's just say Rebels is a year before A New Hope or something like that. Maybe, maybe two years before A New Hope, whatever. Then why did he look so freaking old? If it's two to one, even if he was twenty, he would only look forty. Why do he look sixty-four? I don't know. Maybe he just look old. Gregor's dead. If Rex is there, we could see Wolf. <laughs> Dude, what if what if one scene is just everyone played by Timur Morrison in different makeups? Alright, so in the time he's in Rebels, he was 32 years old. Which means he's 64. It says this means by the Battle of Crate, uh, he was 66 years old. Battle of Crate? Yeah. That's oh. what it says on the Oh, screen. they mean 66 real years, meaning he'd be 120. Yeah. Or 132. Yeah. Good God. So he was... But, okay, so he's... It, how old was he in Rebels? Uh, 30, he's, he was born in 32 BBY. Okay, so he's okay. So thirty-two by the Battle of Yavin. Yeah. Um, so thirty-two by the Battle of Yavin, and I think it's three years between that and Empire, and then another year between that and Return of the Jedi, and then five more years, something in that ballpark. Don't quote me on this, but somewhere in the ballpark of thirty-two plus uh, nine, so forty-one. So he would be eighty-two years old. <laughs> what? Assistance? Do you think an eighty-two-year-old man that's not force-sensitive could render? I'm going to err on the side of not much. Yeah, it's weird because you would think that they would, if Kaminoans could pretty much create life, why wouldn't they do like a partially accelerated age, and then once they get to twenty, it stops? I don't know, man. But anyways, rules. Yeah, he'd be eighty-two. Chances of seeing him are slim. Real slim. But here's someone that I heard today that was like, he would be cool to see this person in live action. Garizeb Aurelios. Zeb from Rebels. Yeah. That. I would be more happy to see Zeb than Sabine, myself. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It'd just be cool to see a Lasat on live action. They brought, excuse me, they brought Lasat back out in um, Fallen Order. Very cool Jedi Master. Mm -hmm. Uh, they just released him finally in the Black Series 6-inch figures. So there's a few things that are interesting that they brought up. Uh, it would be cool if Callus was there, Agent Callus. Mm. So stuff like that is cool. Um, again, it would be cool if I Ahsoka... I hope they keep the name resurgence to a minimum. Because this is supposed to be like the offshoot action of the galaxy. You know yeah. What I mean, I, I just want to keep it small fries. 
Yeah, we're trying to keep it small fries, but we've already got Boba Fett and Ahsoka Tano in the mix, so I feel like the gate is just wide open. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as original trilogy characters don't show up. I would love to see Luke Skywalker, but if Luke or Han or Leia shows up, that might be too much. Yeah. Then again, I would welcome it. <laughs> it's just so much stuff, dude. Once they mentioned Ahsoka and it was really like confirmed that she's going to be in it, the options are freaking unlimited. It's like playing it's like playing that seven degrees to Kevin Bacon, and there's someone that's been in a movie with Kevin Bacon 12 times. It could just be, yeah, you can get to anywhere. You know what I mean? It's just Ahsoka is is such a glue character. She's in she's she's been on screen with someone that's connected to almost every other Star Wars character that's on screen ever. Except for somehow nobody yet has made the connection between Luke and Anakin. I know. Who knows? Anyway. you got to think. There are 7 billion people on the Earth. I don't care. And you know what I mean, though? Yeah, but we're not talking about regular freaking people. We're talking about the most powerful, force-sensitive people. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I. it makes me... Now, the point you have with Bo-Katan is, is obviously very real. But I think across the galaxy, there are people who never knew who Anakin Skywalker was. Ahsoka knows. Yeah. I'm sure Ahsoka knows who Luke is. Yeah. That's cool. I've seen some fan art of Ahsoka showing Luke stuff on a Jedi holocron of Anakin as a Jedi. And that's a really cool concept. But, man, the options are there. Anyway. I still think that if he wants to know more about Mandalorians, I guess Bo-Katan's already there. So that's kind of, that kind of takes Boba out of the Mandalorian spotlight. But Boba's been there for Mandalorians and Jedi and clones He's seen a lot, but he's not really the kind of guy to, he's, he doesn't feel any, any kind of relation or anything to the clones, could care less from a young age. Like in Clone Wars, he's like, you're not my brothers. Uh, so he didn't care about that. Um, he pretty much hates Jedi. He pretty much hates Jedi. He's only been screwed over by him. So. Yeah. Very, very interesting. We'll have to keep our eyes peeled. Yeah. But every Friday has been amazing. Thank you guys for tuning in. So we're going to keep doing this. Because they keep making us do this. If it was a super slow episode and nothing happened, we would just put a post on Instagram. Hey, <laughs> review coming next week. But we couldn't not do this one. Gone fishing. Yeah. Be so back next week. Chapter 11, The Heiress. Amazing, amazing episode. Uh, a lot of people say their favorite so far of the whole series. Uh, so very interesting. A lot of, a lot of good stuff. A lot of name dropping in this episode. So we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting to hear Ahsoka tell if we do see her and Mandalorian in the same space or whatever. It'll be interesting next week if to just see her tell the story of the Jedi and the Mandalorians or whatever. No one's been closer to both than Ahsoka. That's a very, very cool thing to think about. So, very interesting. Well, today is Saturday, if you're listening to it on the day of the drop. And, uh, and then in two days, we're going to talk about some very interesting stuff. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's a surprise. Some very cool conceptual stuff. And so, hopefully, you guys are hearing both. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you next time. And until then, just remember... <laughs> I didn't see that coming, did you? Yeah. We'll see you guys on Monday. On the flippity flip. And then next week. <laughs>